0: As a little kid, I had a very low self-esteem. I was short for my age. Studies did not come easy. And I had four brothers, three of them being older. And of course, I blame them and tease them every time. I get that wonderful opportunity to razz them about how hard they were on me as a little kid. But any of us who have older siblings or have had struggles in life or have been humbled in various ways, it's very easy for us to look at our weaknesses rather than our giftedness. When I think back to being a little kid, I think of how much time I spent on all my imperfections, my weaknesses, and my sins. God blessed me with a very sincere conscience, so I was very sensitive to things. And those of us who've been blessed with that also know it can be a great hardship, because then when we deal with our imperfections, we can feel bad about ourselves. We can be filled with shame, which is not of God. And we can get stuck in feeling like, man, I just, I can't get rid of this broken stuff in me. That broken stuff in all of us is original sin. It's something we all have. It's disordered desires. But what we must remember, and I take us to this part of the scriptures today, to remind us that our God looks upon us with great delight. We heard in this prophesy, prophecy from Isaiah today, you shall be called my delight. The Lord delights in you. As a young man marries a virgin, your builder shall marry you. And as a bridegroom rejoices in his bride, so shall your God rejoice in you. If only we knew the delight that God has in every single one of us as we strive to live good lives, with the brokenness of this world that we live in, the brokenness in us and others, all the imperfections. And imagine if we spent more time really reflecting upon the truth of who we are. As God's beloved sons and daughters, God loves us unconditionally, perfectly. He knows we're imperfect. He knows we have bad thoughts, bad desires, sometimes bad actions. But his love is greater than that. And he does not want us to spend our lives beating ourselves up, filled with shame, or filled with a sense of insecurity or a sense of inadequacy. You see, the adequacy of God's love replaces that. But we need to taste that love. And if we struggle delighting in who we are with our own imperfections, weaknesses, the things we don't like about ourselves, the blessed thing we can do is ask God, God, fill me with your love. Show me your delight in me. An amazing transformation can begin to happen. We actually begin to see ourselves as we are, as God knows and loves us to be. And we begin to acknowledge that our imperfections are imperfections, they're not sins. That our broken inclinations are not something to be filled with shame about, but rather that much more to turn to the mercy and the love of God. God, I need you more. So that despite my weaknesses, my inclinations to sin, my imperfections, that with your grace, I can rise above that. If only we knew how much God delights in us And one day we will in its fullness in heaven. My encouragement for us tonight, before we go to bed sometime, stop and reflect upon all the good things that God has given you, or as many as you can recall at least. Not just on the natural level, like a house to live in, to be inside where it's warm or food, the basics of life, the natural gifts that he gives to each of us, but his supernatural gifts. It took me a long time to discover what those supernatural gifts that God had given me. But when we understand our natural gifts, and we acknowledge that that giftedness is a gift from God, we then can delight in the gift. We have to be careful, of course, to not take it on as our own, which builds our ego, and we can give in to pride. Nor should we give in to false humility and say it isn't true because we might be afraid of falling into pride. No, no, no. When someone acknowledges a goodness within us on the natural or supernatural level, what's really helped me is to say thanks be to God, because everything we have is his gifts. Every inspiration to do an act of kindness to someone, to pray for someone, to come to Mass each Sunday and give glory and honor to God when you could be doing many other things. and let god show you how much he delights and sometimes what feels perhaps to us like very feeble efforts like we're not making much progress in our areas of imperfection but that just means we get more mercy from god you see we can't lose with god in delighting in who we are by letting him delight in us and show us who we are It's a wonderful expression on the psychological level that says for every negative, every, uh, ne- negative thought, it takes po- five positives to overcome it. And I remember asking someone in media once, why is there so much negative news? Ah, because negative news sells newspapers. We are so prone to focus on negative things. That isn't what God wants us to do. He wants us to acknowledge our limits and even the imperfections and the weaknesses in the world, to become aware of them, but not to become discouraged and downtrodden, but to pray for the grace to rise above that and to have hearts that are filled with what's called magnanimity, a greatness of soul, to rise above the darkness that wants to weigh us down, which is the strategy of Satan, the evil one, to build shame, insecurities, fears, discouragement, anger, depression, all the things that are not of God. It's in discovering who we are in God and his giftedness to us that helps us put things in right order and helps us realize that we just need more of God and to delight in who God has made us to be, as he delights in us. As we celebrate this Mass, let's try to focus on all the positive things that God has blessed us with, both on the natural level and on the supernatural level, like the the gifts referred to today in the second reading from St. Paul to the Corinthians. He speaks about how there's one Spirit, the Spirit of God, but the Spirit of God gives us all very, very different gifts, for the benefit of others. So the gift of knowledge is for others. This miracle today, do you think Mary just wanted more wine? Look what happened at the end. Mary must have received some prompting from God, some supernatural gift to inspire her, because what happened at the end of that? Jesus did this as the beginning of his signs in Cana of Galilee, and so revealed his glory. The first miracle. And his disciples began to believe in him. The spiritual fruitfulness from the natural thing, taking water, and then the supernatural power of God and Jesus, changing it into wine, for great spiritual fruitfulness. Let's focus this Mass on the positive things that God has blessed us with and have the humble and joyful disposition and delightful disposition. Thanks be to God.